What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I have a great military guest for you. We're doing a series on with military members for the next three or four episodes, and we've been talking to other veterans, uh, some active duty folks. And today, we're talking about the skill sets needed to to kind of grow, to get started, some of the mindset stuff that you need uh, from other from a military member. And 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 you know, it's not just for military folks who are listening to this. It's for anybody. Uh, once we got done, I was I basically just said, this is these are skills in life and business that everybody needs. And we just kind of pulled out some of the things, some of the core values, some of the integrity, some of the uh, adaptability that we have, things like that uh, as military members. So you can learn a lot from this, whether you're in the military or not. And I think if you are a military member or know some or are related to some or married to some, you're going to see a lot of similarities in what we talk about and what they have as uh, skill sets and background and things like that. So um, we also have a military event coming up on May 1st that we talk about. It's called Veterans Live. I would highly recommend you go grab a ticket. You don't have to be a military member to attend. We have military speakers. A lot of folks will be military. We'll be talking specifically to military members and how they can use some of their abilities and some of their um, like some of their qualifications with VA loans and things like that to grow and scale their business potentially. So uh, you can go to veteranslive.com and grab a ticket for that. Uh, all right, here is uh, a good friend of mine, another seven-figure runway member, Ryan Prophet. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, we've got a great show for you guys today. We are just jumping into our series on veterans. And we've got this event called Veterans Live coming up on May 1st that we're putting on. It's a totally free event. If you're a veteran, if you're a spouse, member, a family member of a veteran, or you're interested in learning more about uh, real estate investing, whether you're military or not, you can attend this event. You can go to veteranslive.com and grab yourself a spot. And what I want to do over the next few episodes, I think we'll do like three or four with other military veterans and just kind of talk to them and find out different things about them and maybe what some of their skill sets that they have that have led to their success. So today, we're specifically going to talk about that. The skill sets that lead to success and uh, primarily from other military veterans. And I have a veteran uh, with me today, Ryan Prophet. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, Bill. It's a great experience and I'm looking forward to talking to you about it. Yeah, me too. And I we did we talked a little bit pre-show and it was, you know, your background is pretty exciting. How you got into real estate, some of the the hacks that you use to do it. And then I know I've seen been watching your success from the sidelines and kind of cheering you guys on. So I'm excited to hear more about that. So why don't you just kick it off and tell us a little bit about you, kind of like where you live, what market you're in and what you're doing. Yes, sir. So uh, Ryan Prophet, uh, married for 13 years, three children, uh, been in the Air National Guard for 20 years. I live in Northwest Missouri, uh, about 40 minutes north of Kansas City. So that's the market that that I primarily focus in. Um, We're also in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, trying to break out in that market as well. And we're actually kind of looking into some stuff in the Carolinas as well, currently, virtually, of course. Nice. How old are your kids? Uh, 11, 8, and 6. Okay. Is it easy or hard to do this with uh, family, three kids, um, military time, stuff like that? 
Uh, you know, I got kind of suddenly activated two months ago while kind of scaling my business up with three children. And I would say that it, it's not easy, um, especially my wife, you know, she's a stay at home mom and she helps me with some of our uh, buy and hold stuff and some of the other wholesaling type stuff. And it's just, um, it's giving her support, um, you know, trying to, <clears throat> I'm only three hours from home when I'm activated right now, but trying to come back when I can to try to keep some normalcy. It's been a challenge and keeping the business going, but uh, I, th I think as a military member, I'm kind of used to that, uh, trying to do a lot of things at once from home, overseas, wherever I might be, just trying to keep the ship going. So it is something I'm used to. I can't say that, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's easy or hard, but it's just, I'm used to it, which maybe isn't good, but... <laughs> It's, it's life and it's life. 20 years in, in the military, you, you just kind of like, people always ask me, you've moved, I probably moved about 18 times in the last 18 years, somewhere around there. And they're like, how do you even do that? I've lived in the same house for the last 18 or 20 years. And I said, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. It's just, I'm just used to it. I'm used to meeting new people. I'm used to moving things around. I'm, I, I know exactly how to set up the move, who to, who to hire to help me, those kind of things. I was doing it myself for a long time. Now I outsource a lot of it. Um, I can even make money doing it. I've made $10,000 yes. moving myself, right? I've heard uh, of you guys doing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I've done it a lot. I've probably made, I've probably made a hundred plus thousand dollars from doing <laughs> do it yourself moves over my Navy career. So, um, so let's get back to it. I, I want to hear, and I think we'll touch on this. Some of this like adapts, yeah. adaptability and flexibility towards the end, but what is some of the, um, tell, tell me your story a little bit. Like, how did you get started in real estate? <laughs> okay. So, um, I've been in 20 years, as I said, and why that's important is at 18 years, I was enlisted for 18 years and at 18 years I commissioned. And then when you commission, um, and a lot of the listeners may know, may not, USAA, big bank, I'm sure everybody's heard of it, um, offers something called a career starter loan. And it's a $25,000 loan. And it's either three or five year uh, payback. And then it's like 2.99 interest. And I got a lot of guys there they call it the career starter because guys are using it to move to the first duty station and they'll maybe buy some stuff for their house, you know, whatever. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to buy an apartment with it. I'm going to buy real estate. I'd been listening to uh, bigger pockets, some other podcasts, looking on the forums. And uh, so I actually used that and I partnered up with another guard member and we, uh, we bought an eight plex with it. And that's how I got started back in 19. Okay, I want to hear the numbers real quick if you remember them. So, how do you get turn twenty five thousand dollars into an aplex? Okay, so twenty five thousand, and then he brought twenty five thousand, and then we took a private loan as well from a family member of mine, paying them eight percent interest for twenty thousand dollars, and the purchase price was three ninety. And uh, my dad actually lives in the aplex to this day. That's how I found it. I was up at his up at his uh, house. And I've been listening to bigger pockets. You need to find uh, off market deals, you know, as I know now. And they're always talking about doors. And so I, li I literally physically walked up, walked up the row and counted the doors. And I was like, oh, eight, you know, that seems pretty good, right? Because I was kind of wanting a duplex. And I was like, eight seems even better. And uh, it was kind of worn down and the guy went for it. And so the rest is kind of history, as they say. Nice. And you got, uh, you got a conventional loan on it? Oh, uh, we actually got, we got a loan mom? from a commercial loan. It's a, it's a five-year arm and then it's a 25-year amortization. Uh, yeah. And my partner had previous experience. So he kind of, 
went off his relationship and, uh, you know, gave us the loan on that. All right. So it's funny because you mentioned this career starter loan. So we, when, when I got commissioned in 2003, um, so about 18 years ago, and it was called the Ensign Mobile was what everybody bought on. So an Ensign <laughs> is an 01 in the Navy for anybody who's listening, uh, second lieutenant in the you know, Army, Air Force, Marines. Um, and we called it the Ensign Mobile. Everybody's driving around this really nice car after we got commissioned because they took the $25,000 loan and just went out and bought a car with it. Um, I, I bought a big screen TV, a surround sound stereo system. By the way, it was a big screen TV that I moved probably 12 times before I got rid of it. It was one of those old projector TVs, oh, yeah. 50 inch in 2003. It was like the, I don't know, it was probably like $2,000 and, and it weighed like 400 pounds. It was like a piano. And I moved it all around. I loved it. And I bought a ton of DVDs. I have like 500 DVDs and surround sound that was, you know, you know, it was 5.1 at the time was huge. So I spent, I, I took the loan. I didn't spend it on a car. And then eventually I bought a car after that. I bought a 2003 uh, Mustang Cobra is one of my favorite cars that I've ever owned. So a Terminator, at least you did it right. You know? So yeah, that's a legit car. Yeah. It was, Oh, it was, a, it was an awesome car. And, but the problem is yeah, supercharged. Oh man. It was oh, yeah. know, 500 horsepower. It's amazing. So you did it right. I did it wrong. You were, you're a little bit older than me. You had make, were able to make better decisions at 18 years in the military. And, um, so people that are listening to this, it's like that, that's the way to financial success when you're 23 or 24 or 22 to 24, somewhere around there. Most of these folks are, are graduating and getting commissioned in the military as officers. And if you have the foresight to do something in real estate with that money or, or something creative, that's it's way better. Believe me than what I dump my money on. And I kind of just, I wish that I knew what I was doing then because I was renting a townhouse. I was buying just ridiculous like <laughs> liabilities, right? And uh, you're buying assets with it. So really cool uh, that, to, and hopefully some people that are listening are younger and they have the opportunity to do something like this and get creative with the money that they, they bring in. So the Ensign Mobile was, everybody saw those driving around all over the place. So um, what's the kind of, mindset that you need to take that leap like what what are some because we want i want to move on to kind of some of the skill sets that you might have and some of the um like some of some of the things that you could share with some of the listeners of how you can become successful like how do you go from not doing any real estate to taking that starter loan and going and buy an, an eight plex you know i think that something that i would say is you have to evaluate some people have different tolerance for risk and i will say you know, I am a single breadwinner in my household, um, you know, but I am very, risk doesn't bother me because, you know, I feel like when real estate, a lot of it's, you're making money with your mind, you know, and I, I always thought the worst that could happen to me is, is if it's, if this doesn't work, I'm still in America. Okay. Even if they took everything we had and they took our house, I could still go work with my hands. I could build something back up, you know, and I'm not, I'm unafraid. Now that's not to say that my wife, she is not the same. You know, she, when I start talking about all this crazy stuff, she gets a little nervous. So I have to kind of be careful how much I throw at her. But um, I think flexibility, you know, being flexible and having, I say the privilege of going different places around the world. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to act like I've, I've carried a rifle and been in, in, hand-to-hand -hand combat or, you know, had to fire my weapon at anybody, but I know a lot of people who have. And so I've seen what they've went through. We've all seen people that got injured over there and I'm still here and I'm, I'm uninjured. And so I'm like, if they, if these guys can go over there and do all that, 
and I'm sitting over here, I'm back home safe. There's no reason that I can't put it all out there a little bit and go for it. Um, and, you know, and I think just having all that experience, like I get fear, right? You know, I get fear of what happens if this doesn't work? What happens if, you know, anything like that? But I, I also have a fear of, you know, and I think everybody can relate to this. What if I stay the same? What if I stay exactly like I am now? What if I don't try? Am I going to be sitting here in 10, 15, 20 years in the same place? Everybody's older and I've done nothing and I've achieved no more, you know, and, you know, the freedom is what I long for, you know, freedom of movement, uh, freedom of time. And, and I just don't want to be chained down uh, to a job or anything the rest of my life. And so, I use that flexibility and my experiences that I've had to think, you know, what have, what have I had and what do I want? And I think it allows you to get there, you know, move towards that direction, even if you are scared. Sorry, I was kind of rambling a little bit. <laughs> no, there's a couple of things that I pulled out of there that I think are really important. You, you mentioned kind of fear and you mentioned success. And I just wonder, like, do you default when you think about this stuff is the default when you're thinking about maybe it's a it's buying that eight eight plex, maybe it's about buying a, the next property or growing a business or hiring somebody. Like, do you default to fear right away, or do you default to the positive side of what what can happen? I I definitely go to the positive side of what can happen, but I will tell you, I am a thinker. So if I sit there and think too long, I will go back towards the fear. So I've gotten in these past few months better about taking action and taking the next step versus thinking about it too long. Cause then I'll do that analysis paralysis and it'll keep me somewhere for months if I'm not careful. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I see a pattern I think in, and I don't know if it's just military folks. I think military folks are, are really, we're just used to being trained to make decisions quickly and, and then kind of make adjustments, like gather some information, make some change, and kind of adapt to what's happening. And, and like you said, be flexible, right? And I, I think that's a lot of what I see in successful people too, is these, the ability to make a decision without overthinking it and go in with a success-driven mindset as opposed to the what if, like what could happen. You have to look at those um, challenges, those kind of things, and, and almost like play out a couple different scenarios in your head. And if they're... They all look pretty good. I remember interviewing Annie Duke and she talked about like, if the rate of success is like 55 or 60%, then you should just do that a lot of times because you'll be successful. And right. a lot of times we're worried, we want the 100% solution or the 99% solution where there's only a tiny, tiny amount of risk. If we did that, we would never really do anything actually. Um, you wouldn't get in your car and drive to work. That's for sure. Um, you wouldn't get on an airplane. You wouldn't do all these other things. So I think a lot of times it's self-inflicted, like manifests in our head of, uh, of stopping us and holding us back. And, and this isn't, I mean, these are life lessons, business lessons, all this stuff. Yes. Uh, I think a little bit of fear is good. Like stress is good. Fear is good. But you've got to default to that success in order to grow. And, and failure is the key to success. Like we have to fail. Like you have to regularly fail to to reach success. And anybody who's successful will, will tell you that they failed a ton of times, like hundreds of times, thousands of times. So Guaranteed. <laughs> what are some other, what are some other uh, kind of character um, things or 
um, skill sets that you feel like you have or other military folks have that you've seen that have been successful? What are some of those other things that um, that you would say are important in your growth and your journey? I'd say the, you know, leadership always comes up, which I absolutely believe that. And, and, and you can be a leader in any position. Uh, you do not have to have a title to be a leader. You can be at the bottom or you can be at the top and just always know that somebody's watching you. But I think another one too, for sure is, I don't know what you actually, would it be fortitude maybe, but, but gutting it out. Okay. So you've been in a long time and I have as well. And maybe somebody who's been in the uh, same company for a long time could, uh, you know, understand this too, you have many different leaders. And in the military, you have many different commanders, whether it be a base commander, you know, your squadron commander, you know, that's, I'm Air Force, sorry, squadron, right? But, um, and so you may have a really good one, okay? And maybe you have one that's not great and you have to gut that commander out. You know, you have to just put up with it. You know, I've, I've had young guys go, oh man, I heard this new guy go, I'll tell you what, I said, I've been through so many of these guys, it doesn't even matter. I said, do you know what you do? I tell them what you do. I said, what you do is, is you be the best you possibly can at all times and you are on your A game. And then if you have a horrible leader, you're on your A game and you know what to do. Even with no guidance, you're still going to move forward. And if you have a great commander, well, then they're going to help take you up with them. Okay. So I think that you know, even whether it be a task that you're given in the military, because we get, you know, tasks that we don't want to do all the time, but you have no choice but to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, you have to figure it out. And I think that is very helpful in real estate and business, wholesaling, flipping, whatever it is, is that maybe you don't like doing it, but maybe you have to teach yourself how to do it, stick it out until you have some margins to where you can maybe teach somebody on your team to do it. And at that point, that's when the leadership kicks in. You train your team up and you, you know, uh, you just instill in them your beliefs. And then when you're not there, the team's going to move forward without you. And they're going to see how you handle situations with grace as well, whether it be good or bad. And that's going to do nothing but uh, further your team as well or your business, you know. You said, uh, so fortitude, I thought of like grit like being able to really kind of dig in when times are good and times are bad. Right. Uh, so, cause it, it really is, I think business it, it's people think it's, it, you can, you become successful very, very quickly, but it's a combination of small wins. It is like a battle. It's like a military battle. You're kind of digging in and you're having these small successes and small wins, some setbacks, failures, these kind of things. And I've seen a lot of people who have become really, really successful. And I've seen a lot of people just kind of quit or say, this is too hard, or I'm going to go to my backup plan, plan B, plan C, plan D. I really wasn't all in anyway. I was just kind of checking out this real estate thing. And it's that determination, that grit, that fortitude that you talked about that makes people successful because I guarantee you're going to have failures. You're going to have uh, barriers, limitations, hold back, things that hold you back. And it's about, it's really about keep to keep pushing, like have a goal, have a plan. And when that plan if some things don't happen that you expect them to happen, you, you're able to go back to that adaptability and flexibility side of things and make some changes. Uh, and by the way, in the Navy, we call them squadrons too. So Okay, I figured. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. Um, all right, let's talk about what you guys are doing now. And Because you talked about the Aplex, you got that started. Let's talk about what, you, what you're doing now and, um, and let's brag on your success a little bit. And then maybe we can okay. quickly dive into a couple things of like, how does that happen? 
So take us through kind of the timeline uh, now of your um, your investing journey. Okay, I'll, I'll start with the Aplex. So we bought the Aplex, uh, 390. The rents were at like 3,900. Uh, we went in there. We were in the process still of repositioning it. Um, we got the rents at 5,000 right now, but uh, hopefully by June 1st, they'll be at 5,600. And then hopefully sometime after that, market's closer to 6,000. We're just trying to be careful with it. You know, we're new at it. Um, it appraised at an eight and a half cap. So if, you know, any of you guys are apartment guys out there, you know, raising it from uh, 3,900, it appraised at 400. Once we get to 6,000, hopefully it, if it appraises at an eight and a half again, we've made a lot of equity. So the goal would be to, uh, what is it, refine roll? Giac and Gino guys, I think that's what they call it. So I, I like those guys. Um, so then what I done is my second, okay. So in between there, I bought the Aplex and then I thought, okay, I'm gonna start wholesaling. So I went and got a company, kind of a company that um, just does some dials for you based on uh, the list you pull. And I did so many dials and I was kind of getting some leads and I, I wasn't full on gas pedal. Okay. I'll be honest with you. But this one guy kept calling me back. <laughs> he kept calling me and I was thinking that I'm supposed to be calling him and doing follow up. He's like following up with me and he had uh, four properties. Uh, it was actually in a different state in Nebraska. And that's kind of why I wasn't dealing with them. I thought they were really far away. I didn't know what to do. Well, finally I went over there, looked at them and I ended up moving all four of them. Uh, not for a big fee, but you know, I made some money and that's that unicorn. When you realize it's real, like I just made money out of thin air. I'm like, okay. So then some things happened. I ended up taking a buyout at my W2 and then switched jobs. And you know, there's just, I had to have a surgery. And so I wasn't on the gas pedal like I should have been. In the meantime, I bought in July, I bought a, a cabin in the Smoky Mountains um, for Airbnb, Verbo, short-term rentals. Okay. And, and I'll say that property has been absolutely life-changing. So that's July. So then my wife is on the title for that, of course, and she's been a stay-at-home mom since 09. And now she claimed that income and she was able to buy a second one out there in Gatlinburg. She, she, it's her, it's her place. She was able to qualify from that first one. Um, so that's incredible in itself. We just closed on that in March. Okay. So in between time, I went to flip hacking live. Uh, I joined seven figure runway and that's when I met up with Chris Gormley. Who's also in uh, seven figure runway. He was already doing some of uh, he's in Seattle. He was doing some virtual flips in Indiana. So he's got his thing going and he said, Hey, you know, do you, what do you think? if we were to team up on some of this. And I said, yeah, man, I said, I'm, I'm trying to go all in on wholesaling. Uh, he goes, well, I'm doing these virtual flips, but I think we can work something out. So him and I started wholesaling my actual market, uh, Missouri. We're working on Nebraska as well. And that time, that was probably around November when we teamed up. So from November to now, with those four first ones I said, we've done a total of 10 either closed or under contract counting those four. Um, but the cool thing about the ones, the wholesale deals is right now we had one of them was 3000. It was just a terrible little place was our fee. But when you average those ones that Chris and I have just done since November, our average fees somewhere around 13. And I'm feeling really good about that because it's a smaller area I'm in. And I didn't think it was possible, but we're just really getting the deals and we're helping people out as well. And so right now we're looking, figuring, and he's still, Chris is still doing uh, virtual flips in Indiana. 
Okay. So I think he's up to like 10 now or something like that in a short amount of time. So I feel like we're crushing it personally, but as people, you know, kind of like us, we want to do better. So the goal right now is to, we're figuring out how to build a team. Uh, we're looking to bring on a cold caller and then looking at the next steps to try to scale up and I mean, close several deals a month. So that's, that's our goal. Something kind of like what you're doing, obviously. Right. So that's the goal. Yeah. I mean, it's really impressive, right? So come to Flip Hacking Live in October, November, you and Chris team up and you're seeing 10 projects. He's, he's got a little bit over that doing some of the things with you and some of the things on his own. So just, I'm just going to ask a, a question we got people that are listening to this going, that's crazy. How are they doing that? And we got other people who are like, okay, I, I'd I'm, I'm almost there, but I just need this. I need the secret weapon. Like how, like, what are you guys doing? How, how is that happening? Like, what is the big picture thing that most people are missing when it comes to that stuff? So I'll tell you one for starters, Chris Gormley sick in the head because when we first started, he said, Hey man, I'm willing to cold call four hours a day. And I thought, I'm not going to turn you down, bud. Like if you want a cold call, let's do it. So Chris is very, very, very driven. And I will tell you that he's a little bit younger than me. Uh, I think he's early thirties, but you know, I'm a driven individual, but I can, jump around a little bit and just having him on my side is has been very helpful because he's very consistent and then so it causes me to step up my consistency and I'm thinking because like I think the military thing's important and I'm not just saying it's military because I know he's on my team so I don't want to let my team down so if this guy's pushing I got to push too and then I just think that and, and I'm older so I'll actually give him life advice and advice on his kids are quite a bit smaller than mine but I think it's just, we, we can have those hard conversations with each other. Okay. So he's like, all right, I've made these calls. We've got these leads. I'll call the leads. I'll go follow up. And we've seen success from that. But then when we don't see success, we look back and we say, what, what didn't we do? Well, we haven't been following up like we should. So then we make a plan. We split up all the leads. He calls half, I call half. And we start trying to, you know, making offers, making appointments, um, and so I'm going to tell you, it's action. It's taking the action because I'll t I'm not going to, this is going to sound like I'm talking like I'm an expert. I'm not, but I knew, like I knew how to wholesale. I did those four tiny, small deals. I knew most of it, but you know what I wasn't doing? I wasn't doing it. I could tell somebody, I know exactly how you can do it. Do this title company, find the buyer. Cause I'd done it and I'd, I'd studied it, but I wasn't doing it. And so it's action. It's all action. And just like they say, failing forward, I think that's a book or something, but you have to fail. But I would worry about, okay, I got this house. Now I'd worry about all the steps in my brain. I don't do that anymore. If I find the property, okay, I need the phone number, call them, set the appointment. Okay. Make an offer. I don't worry about if I can't find a buyer. I don't worry about if the seller asks me, are, are you at one of those wholesalers? I don't care about that. You know, I don't worry about anything until it happens. Um, and I just keep moving forward. And, and one of the exciting things that I didn't mention is one of these deals on here um, that we're closing, um, should be closing Wednesday. It's a 17.5 deal, uh, a fee, and it's virtual. It's in my town and I've never stepped foot in it. I got activated. I was three hours from home. I had my good friend go out. He got the pictures. He talked to the tenant. 
he met with the buyers and in a virtual deal in my own town, which is insane to me because, you know, virtual is like you guys kind of went virtual, you know, like you've alluded to. And, and so action, it's all action. It's just doing, doing over talking. That's what it's got to be. And I still catch myself talking. Oh, what if this and what if that? I'm like, I just need to get on the horn, call these people and, and go make offers. And that's what's propelling us forward. I like that. Uh, you got you got to make offers to do deals. You got to put in the work. I always said, like, I had the, all the pieces to the puzzle. I just didn't really know how to put it together. Uh, I got shown how to put it, put the p- puzzle pieces together, you know, one by one. But I would always do that thing and then ask for directions. So, like, if I'm driving from here to Los Angeles, from Nashville to Los Angeles, I'm just, like, getting in my car and I know how to make it to, uh, I don't know, Kansas. Maybe. And I get there and then I'm like, okay, on the way, some things are going to happen and I'm going to figure out how to get a little bit further, you know, and the next, the next, the next journey, the next journey. And for me, it was like, all right, I just know that I need a bunch of leads. So I'm going to go out and do some marketing, get leads. Like, oh crap, my phone's ringing. What do I do now? What do I say? (laughs) Let me figure it out now. And I would just go back to the Facebook group and ask a ton of questions. And then I'd come back and then I just ask questions. And then I'd show up at a meeting and I'd ask questions. And, and eventually it was kind of cool because then I could, I could actually start answering some questions. Like I raised a bunch of money. So then I could answer questions that people had at the meetings where I was, I was like, man, I actually know some things about raising money. And here's some of the things that I did. I didn't even know how valuable some of that stuff was. So you're only paying 6%. I was like, yeah. Like, how do you do that? We're paying two points and 15% interest. I was like, well, I did this, this, and this. So, um, I think it's, it is all about action, especially in the beginning. And then it's about strategy you know, after that and, yes. and then building a team and, and starting to grow and scale. And, and that, that brings on new challenges and, and new, new fears and new struggles, and new failures. And you just kind of keep growing. And eventually you look back and you're like, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's uh, riding a bike. I told a story about my son riding a bike and just watching him do it. It really is that like, now he just gets on his bike. He doesn't think about it. Like yeah. when I go into a wholesale deal, I just don't think about it. And when I'm talking to somebody who's brand new, they kind of look and they're like, are you kidding me? Like you don't, you don't care if you have to, if the your inspection doesn't go well, you have to cancel the contract. You, you're putting up, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for this property and going to buy it and close on it and then wholesale it. Like, are you serious? And it's just, you just get more seasoned over time. And then you have bigger problems and yes. bigger income and, <laughs> and things like that. So uh, one thing I want to touch on, we, we're, we need to wrap up here. It's we're we're getting towards the end of the show, but I want to ask you about partnerships because What's come up a couple times with you is you have a partner in the eightplex. You have a partner now in this in this other business. Um, what is that to you? And then what kind of advice would you give to somebody else who's thinking about um, bringing on a partner? So for me, you know, I think a lot of people are like thinking, um, I don't want a partner. You know, a lot of them aren't going to want a partner. One, maybe they don't want to split the money. Maybe two, they think they've heard it, you know, oh, well, my uncle was in a partnership and it went south. Well, you know, to me, it's probably from the military. I like being on a team, you know, I like complementary skill sets. And so I have to, one, my first partner, he was already in the Air National Guard. So I know that, you know, it sounds somewhat cheesy, but core, core values, we live by him. And I already know he, he's got the core values and I kind of studied him and I realized he lived his life by him. And so I can trust him, you know, and it's somebody who, I can talk to and have conversations. If something's not going well, we can correct it. Okay. And then the same when I met Chris, the funny thing is, is when I met Chris, uh, 
was at Flip Hacking Live. We got put in one of those um, little rooms together. And the funny thing about that was I had started a job. And so I couldn't, or no, I was self-employed at that time. And I, I couldn't watch the whole Flip Hacking Live. I just come down here and get on when I could when I was home. And it was a break and I was going to go like make a phone call and my camera was off and I heard a guy talking. He's like, Hey, Ryan, Ryan. And I, and I, I turned my camera on and go, Oh, sorry, man. I, I was going to, I wasn't even going to get on here. And we talked for like a minute and 30 seconds. And at that point, like, we're like, Hey, we need to connect with each other. Then we both joined the flip hacking or uh, the runway and we had these conversations. And I will say there has been a point where, we weren't as aligned as we were in the beginning. But the thing about us is, is we'll talk, we'll have the difficult conversations and hold ourselves accountable. And we decided, hey, we're realigned. Now we're like more engaged than ever. But you have to be able to trust somebody. And I'm not, you know, in the beginning, yeah, we're doing JV deals. We're not, you know, we didn't go full partnership in the beginning. But then once you get to know them, and I think you got to learn somebody's heart. I mean, I think you do. And I think, he realized me, I wanted nothing but the best for him. I, uh, he wants the best for me and we want to grow together. And, and I think that's what you have to do. Don't, I think I heard Matthew McConaughey say it when he's like talking to Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, like where people are say, you got to earn my trust. I don't give my trust. You got to earn it. And, and as a military member, I'm sure if you guys are out there, you can be skeptics, you can be cynical. I, I get that, you know, maybe a little disgruntled. I always say the perfect military members are just the right mix of disgruntledness and uh, go get them too, you know, but um, Matthew McConaughey said, I don't do that. He said, I give people my trust. I give it to them in the beginning. And then if they break it, they probably are going to have a hard time giving it back. And, and when I hear him, when I heard him say that, that really kind of changed the way I thought about people. He's got his thing going in Indiana. I said, Hey, I'm not in on those right now, but I said, if I did get in on them, I want you to know, I don't want half your money. I said, I want to make sick times of money you're making and get half of that. Like I, I don't, if I'm not building somebody's team and, and taking them further than they would have been without me, I don't want to be on their team. You know what I mean? And so um, trust, you know, and, and partnership. And the whole goal is to make the team win and the team stronger and it benefits you as well. So I kind of rambled, sorry about that. <laughs> No, I think it's a, I think it's a good point. You, you talked about core values of, of people and the first one being an Air National Guard member, the second one having very similar kind of values and, and, and then having to recheck the alignment over time just to make sure that, that you're both kind of marching in the same direction. The, I, I, I thought it was interesting at Flip Packing Live, we, we did the event in October. And when I looked around at a lot of the people that joined, I saw a lot of military members or previous military members in there. And it, it just kind of dawned on me the fact that I think, you know, what we put out to the world, other people see it and are attracted to it, right? So the people that that don't have the same values that that I have, for example, and if they don't, that's okay. I mean, we everybody has different things that they think are, are their, their core values, the things that are core to them. And uh, by no means am I trying to put somebody down because they, they aren't attracted to our values. But that we're kind of we do attract military members and people that have have served, and I think they hear that in in the podcast, in my voice, at the events, those kind of things, and and that's what brings people into the community. I'm happy to have the military members that we have; it's amazing. But I didn't realize it until October 2020 when we when we did that event and we looked around and said, "Wow, we!" I started hearing your stories of where you came from, your backgrounds, those kind of things, and I was like, "Whoa, this is." This person served for five or six years and out of the military now. This person's still in the military. This person's a reti retiree. 
this person's a vet. It was really cool to see that or a spouse of a military member and just seeing that what we're attracting. And, and I'm proud of that because uh, like you said, it's our values. You mentioned trust and I, I do feel that way. Like I, I feel like I'm very trusting. Like I, I, people, I don't, you don't really have to keep my trust as really the challenge. Once you let me right. down or you, you don't do what you say you're going to do, or uh, you violate some of my values or something like that, or, um, it, and usually it's integrity. Like that's usually yes. the thing that, 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 that kills me. It's like somebody is that you flash some money in front of somebody. And next thing you know, everything goes out the door and all they care about is, is more of that and, yeah. and not doing the right thing just because it's the right thing. That, that's, that's like, it's impossible really. Like at that point, it, it, it's just, you're, it's almost gone. Like it's so, yes. so, so hard for me to look at somebody the same way again. And I usually will let people in with open arms. And it, I, I think that's, that's a challenge that sometimes I'm like, man, I should put this, this guard up a little bit more or not be so open to this and be so trusting with, with everything. Like I, I'll, my assistant has all of my credit cards, has access to everything, <laughs> the bank accounts, uh, the CFO, same thing, like day one, here you go, like go. And I'm like, well, I, I trusted them when I hired them, right? And so breaking that is, is uh, and it's happened a lot. It, it, it does happen a lot, but it shows you the true character of those people. And they can't, it, it's not just like, I'm just going to earn it back overnight. It's, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever let anybody back in um, once know. they've kind of left the bubble, right? So, and so I like that. I've never heard, uh, I, I, I never heard him say that, but that's, that's amazing. I, uh, as you were talking, I was really thinking back to some of the relationships that I've, that I've built and um, yeah, usually very trusting in the beginning and why not? Like, I think everybody's right. inherently good. Right. So, and a lot of times for us, it's about pulling that out of them. Like, uh, some of those character flaws, they, they can, they can be changed. They can be worked on. So, um, I think this is great. I, I honestly, I, this is something that anybody should listen to and can take value from the skills. You don't have to be a military member. This is just right. two, two military vets talking to each other. And, um, and uh, one activated Air National Guardist and uh, one uh, <laughs> Navy reservist. So, um, you know, I did all I did almost 15 years of active duty, and now uh, this is my 18th year. So I'm almost caught up to you. Um, I've got two more years to go before I can retire from the reserves, and um, that starts on May 1st. My 19th year starts on May 1st, so it's coming up in just a few days. And um, well, I've kind of toyed with the idea of it's so hard to hang yes. it up. Like I've had yes. such a challenge to hang it up. Like my pajamas, uh, flight suit is uh, and just being there around those folks. But what I, what I really love is in the runway and altitude program and being at our events, it almost feels like I have that, that brotherhood and, and that, uh, and, and I don't just say that just with the men in the group, but like the yes. brotherhood or sisterhood just sounds wrong. Me uh, saying, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we have this, this tribe, this community of people that really do carry around very similar values to those that I'm, I'm used to in the military. And honestly, the language is a little bit better at the events than it is inside the war <laughs> so, um, so that helps, especially when I go back uh, uh, home to my kids Yes, so, yes. Um, and bringing the families around. So it's definitely a family environment. It's really cool to see. And I can't wait to hit to Cancun. Um, with a lot of folks, I'm sorry that you can't make it, but a lot of people Absolutely. listening are coming. And I think we've even got some military members that are coming uh, to the event in Cancun, which is really cool. So Ryan, uh, hey, is there anything that you want to share? Any way like people can get a hold of you? Maybe there's some buyers in, uh, in, the, in your area or some people that want to do some private money loans. Who knows? What do you guys need? 
Yeah, yeah. Just uh, look me up on Facebook, Ryan Profit, uh, P-R-O-F-F-I-T. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's Rye or Die, R-E-I or die. So yeah, play on my name, you know, and real estate investing, of course. But uh, no, I just say keep pushing to anybody else who's who's trying to break through. And as always, uh, one of my missions is helping anybody, but definitely helping military members as well get out of the rat race and giving them a hand up, try to try to, if they want to leave their W2, trying to help them do it, you know, or if they're just trying to do a couple of deals or whatever, just, you know, I'm no expert, but uh, I'd like to learn together and uh, keep moving forward together. Just don't give up guys is all I'd say. Nice. Well, hopefully we see you at the uh, uh, Veterans REI event that we're doing. If you guys want to attend, you can go to veteranslive.com, jump on with us. It's uh, May 1st. May 1st, it's all day. It's a Saturday. We set it up that way because a lot of military members have full-time jobs. They're active duty. Um, we want to figure out a way to serve them on their time off. So Saturday, it's uh, it's all day. Uh, Saturday, a virtual event. You can uh, attend from home. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about um, rental properties. We're going to talk about flipping and wholesaling. We're talking about raising money, limited partnerships and apartment syndications. We're going to talk about doing an apartment syndication. We have nine speakers, yes. all military speakers, veterans, things like that. Um, really cool stuff. I'm, I'm excited to do it. I am actually personally speaking on uh, raising money. And we're also going to be talking about growing a company leadership and then building a team. And so th the first year that we did this event, it was more of um, kind of like Real estate investing 101, like what do you want to get into? And this year we're targeting really like the person that we're trying to serve at this event is somebody who's actively doing this or wants to start doing it and wants to grow. Like what's the, what's the next step? So I've challenged everybody to go from like multifamily 101 to multifamily 201. Like what's the I next like step in that? And so we've kind of uh, changed the, the structure of the event a little bit and telling people to talk about a little bit higher level stuff. Uh, so the flipper and wholesaler we're bringing in is going to talk about kind of uh, um, how to grow their flipping and wholesaling business and just assume folks know a little bit of the basics already. So for sure. uh, there's an invite to you guys. It's all free. We're going to try to raise money for Veterans Community Project again. Last year, we were able to give away a house. So we raised $35,000 to give away a tiny house. We want to do it again this year. And uh, we'll figure out how to do it once we get everybody there for free. So we might ask you for <laughs> a donation or something like that, or maybe to get the recordings um of the event i don't know we'll figure that out but uh, the whole sure. goal like you said is supporting other military folks and then figuring out how to uh serve uh, so we'll make no money from this event we'll just try to push it all back um to, uh, to a charity like we did last year so last year we sold tickets but we gave all the money to charity 100 and this year we'll make it free and then we'll probably just ask some folks for a donation so um hope to see you guys all there you don't have to be military to attend it's going to be mostly military presenters military concepts using the va loans stuff like that uh, house hacking, all that stuff we're going to talk about it might help you in your world, especially if you can get like a hundred percent FHA loan or a hundred percent conventional loan. So, oh yeah, um, Ryan, thanks for hanging out with me today. I know your thanks time is valuable. Me. It was a little bit last minute, uh, grabbing it <laughs> slightly, to jump on. Um, but uh, this will, uh, this will just man, we're recording it today. It's going to go out tomorrow. So really exciting stuff. Um, I love it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, thanks, brother. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. 
And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.